0: Welcome back, everyone, to Dinging Corners, a baseball podcast powered by Slap Socks. I'm Nate, here with Jimbo.
1: What up, what up? How are we doing?
0: And uh, we are here today to talk about the Fangraph's top 100 list that just released. Um, there's a lot of different ways, or there's a lot of names on here that I'm interested in, either because I just bought them or because I've been sitting on them for a while but there are a lot of interesting names I'll bring up because I own the cards, So keep that in mind. Um, there are also, and I will mention if we own a card or not, of a player. Um, and then there's also names I don't own anything of that I'm also going to want to bring up. So, um, for those of you that don't know, Fangraphs just released their top 100 list this past week. I believe it was on Wednesday, if, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And uh, there's some interesting things on here for sure that uh, we should talk about. And obviously, first and foremost, Jimbo is the top two. Gunnar Henderson, Corbin Carroll both played in the MLB last year. The only 65 future value picks on the board. What do you make of that? Which one would you rather have?
1: Have
0: as a as a card or a um, as a card as a card, like prospect wise, I'd have I'd like to have both. Yeah,
1: Um, that's tough. Uh, Honestly, probably Gunner, just because of the the ceiling that he has, which Gordon Carroll has an crazy high ceiling, but I think they're going to be
0: in contention to win some games. Oh, the Orioles, as opposed to the. Yeah, I it's interesting because like I think the Diamondbacks with the more young guys that get up are going to be better and better, especially with like a guy like Zach Gallon fronting that rotation. And if they end up trading for another s- starter, um, they could be pretty stinking good. But I do I do agree with you. I think the Orioles are in a much better spot, and uh, it's Gunnar Henderson and Adley Rushman's team, whereas Corbin McCarroll, there's. I don't know, it doesn't really feel like anybody's team out there in Arizona, nor does it feel like many people care about the Diamondbacks, whereas there's a decent amount of people that care about Orioles baseball.
1: Yeah, and um, they'll be playing, like, the Yankees a lot, you know, the Red Sox, where they're going to be on ESPN quite a bit, probably, you know, they're going to be on the national TV, mm-hmm. I feel like that definitely helps. But, dude, Corbin Carroll, though, man, he could be, he, I mean, he could get you probably, you know, two stolen bases, a double home run, and a uh, a top 10 catch in the outfield every single night. Like, and I wouldn't even be shocked.
0: Let it be known that he has given 80-grade speed. And we're talking about base pass that are a fraction of, you know, an inch shorter on each direction. Pickoff throws that are limited now. I mean, we're talking about a dude who might end up with 50, 60 steals this year if given the chance. Um, and that's on top of great defense and power and contact ability and a decent eye at the plate. It's like, uh, I know that, I know that, uh, Gunnar Henderson is a shortstop and therefore carries a premium in place for the Orioles, which is more of a premium over the Dimebacks. But I wouldn't be shocked if somebody like Corbin Carroll comes out of the gates flaming hot, wins the rookie of the year. I mean, we're we're talking about a dude who hit 260 with a 330 on base and a 500 slugging, um, a 130 WRC plus and 1.4 wins above replacement in just 30 games last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, talk- talk- 1.4. I'm sorry. What? Well, well, no, you go, you go, you go. Dog. Diego didn't like
1: that take that I was about to say, so he stopped me. <laughs>
0: Well, here's the thing. Over the course of a full season, if you extrapolate out that wins above replacement over the course of 162 games, we're at seven wins above replacement, rounding down. Seven exactly. So uh, that's uh, that's pretty incredible for a dude that was 21 last year.
1: Yeah. If if we're talking uh like rookie of the year, I think Corbin Carroll has a much better shot than than Gunner even if like a uh, even if you put him in the same league just uh-huh. because of you know I think Gunner will like this I think Corbin Carroll will have better stats overall. But I I lean towards Gunner because of the um the publicity I think he'll get, but I think Corbin is like a legitimate five-tool where Less riskier, mm-hmm. more polished. Where Gunnar, I think we'll see a little bit of ups. I'm, I'm very curious to see how like um, how he adjusts during this season.
0: I agree, and it it helps. You know the what's nice for the Orioles, and I I don't mean to always harp on the Tigers, but we both understand the Tigers pretty well. The Orioles brought up two top prospects, but they had other. They have other players in the lineup, you know, at least major league quality players, if not stars, uh, to help that team out. Whereas if you're the Tigers, you bring up Riley Green and Spencer Torkelson, which are in this equation, the Gunner Hendersons and Adley Rushmans of their team. Well, they have no help. And so it's nice. It's nice when you get a Gunner Henderson, you can bring him up and you don't need to rely on him to hit. But anything he gives you is an additional bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and same with Corbin Carroll. I mean that that team was. They have so many young prospects, Alec Thomas, you know, um, guys like that. Where it's like they're deep. They've got quality players. Yeah. Uh, in a couple of different positions, where it's 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 not too bad. I mm-hmm. guess.
1: Dude, one sneaky offseason move that they made was that uh, Gabriel Moreno trade for catcher for the Blue Jays. Mm -hmm. Man, like, I feel like they made some sneaky moves um, this offseason. You know, they did get rid of Dalton Barsho, who was actually a lot better than, you know, with, yeah. But I think they got more back for what they're looking for long term. Because I don't. Marsho was like kind of like that fringe, like outfielder. He played a little catcher, I feel like, where it was like,
0: like he, he grew up as a catcher, mm-hmm. but he's just so stinking fast uh, and so good at outfield defense. He was one of the best defenders in center field last year, despite mm-hmm. being a quote unquote catcher. Um, and so, Crazy, you, you like that's insane value is being able to have an everyday center fielder that can also be an once in a blue moon catcher. Where you can get your regular catcher uh, time off, but you can keep your backup catcher's bat in the lineup without having it have to be a DH. And and the fact that I mean I kid you not, we're talking. If I look up if I look up Dalton Varsho's uh, um, uh, what is what is the MLB pipeline or MLB? Hmm? What Second. is the MLB? what is yeah it's like stack cast but what's it oh uh, uh savant
1: yeah savant um yeah he's a freak but i think you know with the diamondbacks they're so loaded in the outfield where they they're like you know what we're fine with that we'd rather have an everyday catcher
0: with the same upside and i okay get get this outs above average uh 2022 mlb percentiles outs above average dalton varsho 99th percentile Outfield jump, ninety seventh percentile. And then we're talking about a dude who added in twenty seven home runs, sixteen stolen bases, and excellent defense.
1: Yeah. And
0: now you throw him. Now you throw him into a lineup with Flagler Jr., Bo Bichette, Matt Chapman, um, guys like that. Where it's it's just like, yeah, just hit some bombs for us, play amazing defense. Don't have to worry about having to produce. Mm-hmm. Like, let, let Vlad and Bo Bichette worry about producing. Let Dalton Varsho just play the best center field defense in baseball and hit 25 home runs.
1: Yeah. I think it's a, tra- a great trade for both sides, honestly. Um, yeah. That's why. Because Gabriel Moreno, Moreno dude, that dude, that dude has some crazy ceiling, I feel like, with, uh, with the talent he has. And it'll be a fun year to see. It'll be a fun year
0: to see both teams. A lot of what I'm understanding here from this conversation, a lot, a lot of MLB.tv teams I'm going to be want to be watching random nights of the week.
1: That's why you got to do like the multi-split screen. Where mm-hmm. It's like four games at once. Oh, yeah. So good.
0: Um, let's move on from Gunnar Henderson, Corbin Carroll. And we're not moving far. We're moving to number three because I this was the biggest surprise for me. Really was that Fangraphs had James Wood at number three. I think James Wood is a magnificent prospect. I just wasn't expecting them to go full bore on him and move him so far up the list. Dude. Now that being said, there's um you know, there's there's a lot of guys that moved high up the list. James Wood number three, Uri Perez number four, Andrew Payton number five, Ellie David Cruz number six, Jackson Churio number seven. None of these guys were anywhere close to here last year. Drew Jones wasn't in the league. Jackson Holiday wasn't in the league. So number three through uh, nine, they weren't like anywhere close to either. They weren't top hundred prospects at the start of last season, or they weren't even in like the top 50. And then you look up and you get these guys that are in the top 10. It's crazy. Um, but I like it. I like the uh, I like the uh, gumption of of the Fangraphs crew to if you love James Wood, move him up, because we're talking about a six seven dude who can play an excellent center field, or is projected to play an excellent center field with power for days. Obviously, now he is six seven. If he becomes six seven two hundred eighty pounds. You know, as opposed to six, seven, two hundred forty, and eh, we're probably not talking about a center fielder here, um, but maybe he could still be a right fielder akin to um, Aaron Judge or a left fielder, you know, um, in a little bit better mold than the Carlos Lee, Barry Bonds left fields that used to get played when they were massive old dudes.
1: <laughs>
0: um, but I just, I just. I'm fascinated by this move up, and obviously he was really good last year. Uh, he got traded to the Nationals midway through the year and didn't have as good of a year. But we're talking 19 years old in A-ball, hitting 337 with a 453 on base and a 601 slugging with the Padres, and then hitting 293, 366, 463 with the Nationals. And while I don't know where he played or what league he played in off the top of my head with the Nationals um, for A-ball. What I do know is moving, moving. All the way across the country, middle of the year, hypothetically, all the way across the country. The organizations are all the way across the country, even though I don't know, you know, um, from minor league. But um, moving and changing organizations is not easy for anybody, I don't think. And yet you take a 19-year-old kid, less easy. And so, like, I always expect a drop. But when you have a drop and you're still above average, considering he had a 129 WRC plus with the Nationals, that has me pumped. I'm excited for that.
1: Dude, this kid is le- legit. Like the Fort Wayne, um, the, the, you know, when he was with the Padres, that, that, the single A that he was in, he was in Fort Wayne, the Midwest League, which we all know it's a tough league to hit in. And at 19 years old, he did phenomenal there compared to the league averages. And then, even when he went to the Nationals uh, for their single A, he still hit well at 19 years old, even with all that. And he was traded for Juan Soto, which I can I tell you right now, they talk about that in the clubhouse. Like, I remember, like, we had some guys, you know, getting traded, got traded for. Um, and, like, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, um, uh, Anthony Banda got traded for a big leaguer, you know, like, and we would talk about that. Like, you'd be like, oh, yeah, this is my buddy, Anthony Banda. He got traded for a big leaguer. Uh, when you're down in Single A, like the, those chirps happen. You know, James Wood, obviously top prospect. You know, top uh, draft pick and all that. So he, you know he's kind of used to all that. But there's a lot of things that that go with that. And when he got traded and he still did well, I thought it was very impressive. And honestly, he was one of the guys I was going to be buying a lot in the off season because I thought there'd be like I when when he was with the Padres, I was excited for him. To play in hitters leagues after like hitter leagues after single A for the Padres. Where I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, if he's hitting 337, 10 bombs and a tough hitters league, he's gonna put up crazy numbers in the Padres, uh the rest of their system. Um, I don't know the nationals as well with the with the different leagues they're in, but this kid has some crazy upside.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's hard to hard to argue with six, seven fast power good hit tool uh the whole nine yards so he he is he is the real deal and i i just uh right now his prices real quick purple auto just sold for 446 bucks psa 10 base auto 440 um bgs9 before the list came out for 167 Red Lava, this is interesting. Red Lava PSA ten, I believe it's PSA ten. Yep. That sold for sixteen thousand five hundred dollars on February twenty second. Sixteen thousand? Sixteen thousand. Not surprised though. Isn't that crazy?
1: I'm sure there's two other players we're gonna talk about, but James that, that will be fighting for the first overall next year on this list.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he's one of three that, if I had a guess, would be slotted in that that first overall rank.
0: Well, I I I'm guessing four. I think you could do James Wood, Ellie De La Cruz, Jackson Churio, or Jackson Holiday. True,
1: true. I forgot about Holiday.
0: Um, but yeah, let's move on from James Wood. Uh, prices obviously popping off. Um, Uri Perez, young teenage pitcher in double-a andrew painter young teenage pitcher in double-a last year um both incredible painter and perez both jumped up drastically ellie david cruz we've talked about quite a bit massive shortstop prospect we don't need to talk about him but he is at six jackson churio also we've talked about quite a bit at seven um and he is a year younger than any at, at least a year younger than anybody above him um and he is even younger than uh, Drew Jones and Jackson Holiday, who are the eighth and ninth place guys on this list. That um, is true. Which is, you know, crazy. Now, there is some concern about Jackson Churio, uh, just real quick, from my end. And it, it is just essentially that, like, he did well in high A. And he did pretty well all right, he did well in low A and pretty well in high A, um, and really low Bip in high A as well. Uh, but the numbers just weren't like spectacular, and he struck out quite a bit between the two levels, and then he struck out a ton in Double A. So like these prices are really expensive for what there. There is still some question marks there, for me, where it's like mm-hmm. I love Jackson Holiday or Jackson Holiday Jackson Churio, but I can't I can't bring myself to buy any of his cards right now, because there's just too many question marks um, for the price. And so I'll leave that there. I am a, obviously a massive Brewers fan, but, <laughs> but Tell us more. I, I just, I just can't. Um, I want to move to number 10 though. And this is of interest to me because the other week at, at Burbank card show, I was buying just random cards that I could find and one of them was a Jackson Merrill Bowman Chrome Blue Choice, of which there are no blue autos for the Bowman baseball set. It's just Blue Choice, and um, there's another type of blue, but I can't. Is it Blue Wave? Is it Blue Lava? I think it's Blue Lava. Um, uh, yeah.
1: Blue Wave, Blue Lava.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But Jackson Merrill, we I got this blue, this Blue Choice auto for a hundred and thirty dollars and uh lo and behold he is now the 10th ranked prospect in baseball.
1: Yeah. Dude, he had a phenomenal Arizona Fall League, sorry, that's to cut you off.
0: No, you you go.
1: Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I was excited about this because he's another one that had a great um great year in in Single A where tough hitters league and then he came out and had a fantastic uh, Arizona Fall League, and then now he'll probably be getting into the uh, to the hitters' league for for the Padres, the the high A, double A, and in their triple A, and then also all the prospects that were on the list ahead of him for the Padres are now gone. So now, you know, he's the highlighted Padres prospect, which mm-hmm. means more eyes on him. Um, He's a very interesting. He he, and he's so young too
0: the uh, the the Fangraphs guys Longenhagen Hagen specifically give him a 70 hit tool that's crazy which is crazy he doesn't have a lot of power but when you have a hit tool that high and you can play shortstop and stick at shortstop and you have a decent speed you're going to have a long career for yourself and not only that but they call him the Michael Brant Michael Brantley of shortstops
1: that is that it is- if I was a player in today's game, I would love to be compared to a Michael
0: Brantley because if you look up his career stats. That's a multi-time uh, batting champ, Michael Brantley.
1: Fun fact, my one of my first years down in uh, with the Mudhens, Brantley was coming through as
0: a minor leaguer, him and Kipness. Fun fact, um, who did Michael Brantley get traded for? And from uh, which team did he get traded?
1: Probably CC. For the Brewers. You yep. got him Matt Laporta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yep.
0: So uh yeah, I, w- I. that was one of those deals where it's like, wow, I wish Michael Brantley was a uh <laughs> had been a brewer. But I mean we're talking about a dude who I guess he maybe he never did lead the league and I thought he had at least a couple batting titles. Dude, he always hit over three hundred with like maybe ten bombs. We're talking about fourteen year career. And a career 298 hitter. So yeah, it's it's pretty good. That's crazy. And That's... and a career 34 win above replacement. Dude just knew knew how to hit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Jackson Merrill, I'm sitting on this blue mojo auto. I'm excited about that now because it's like for the price, I wouldn't be shocked if the next time this sells, it's double. With him chilling at 10th. Um but we move on we move oh actually let me let me grab some jackson merrill uh prices real quick because that's always good to if you're looking to get into jackson merrill autos yourself base auto 5355 psa10 175 uh gold shimmer $495 so you know they have gone up um let's find out where Let's go to the first sold and find a, wow, somebody spent $250 on his first auto. If you ever want to see why people buying right away is crazy, Bowman Chrome Base Auto Jackson Merrill, November 23rd, 2022, 250 bucks. November 23rd, 250 bucks. November 23rd, $200. And then a Purple Auto sold just a couple days later for 300 Hmm. <laughs> Um, yep. you know, crazy. it's just, it's just people spend so much money out the gate and then they drop, they drop, they drop, they drop, they drop. And all of a sudden you're getting, I got a blue mojo for way cheaper than what people were buying base. So it, when, when 2023 Bowman baseball comes out, don't go crazy. Don't buy right away. You don't have to be the first person to buy mm-hmm. a base auto off of eBay.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in the beginning, you want to buy the rare stuff because it'll be the most supply of the golds and the oranges and you know reds and all that in the beginning. Which is weird because it's unlike you know a lot of the other sports where you you want to almost buy the golds and stuff early and then you buy the base and the you know the the more produced stuff later on.
0: Mm-hmm. And and you know it's it's one of those things where people are ripping a five hundred dollar box and they hit a red and they can get four times their money they're gonna do it Mm -hmm. instead of holding yeah um all right so move on anthony volpe jordan walker 11th and 12th i was actually kind of shocked jordan walker was only 12th me too wasn't expecting that would have expected him to be higher but i'm okay with it uh let's just take a moment to say that the nl central gonna be a tough division we got the sixth ranked prospect the seventh ranked prospect the twelfth-ranked prospect, the fourteenth-ranked prospect, all from different teams, and then the Pirates chilling at twenty-first, yeah. twenty-second.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's there's a lot of talent going to be going through that league.
0: Mm-hmm. Vision. Um, but we got we got Jordan Walker. I expected him to be higher. Francisco Alvarez, kind of a shocking drop for him. Um, not a hundred percent sure where the drop came in or why that he dropped uh, that far, but uh, it's neither here nor there. I guess he didn't have the greatest year in AAA from a batting average standpoint, hitting 234. but he did have a 382 on base and a 443 slugging as a catcher that will um, at least stick a catcher for the time being, even though he's probably a DH moving forward. Uh, One of the more interesting ones on this list for me is 14 with Pete Armstrong. Um, (laughs) This is solely based. He's all the way at 14, and it's solely based on the fact that he – his defense. Yeah, he's gold glove caliber all day long. Yeah, talking top-of-the-line defense with some pop. But we're still not talking about, like, the world's greatest hitter – Presumably moving forward. Like he had really good numbers last year between A ball and high A, but his baby's were incredibly high. So you gotta kinda take it with a grain of salt um mm-hmm. there. But walk rate plummeted in high A, strikeout rate rose, but he did get to more power. And so if he is if he is all of a sudden a twenty home run hitter in the majors with uh top of the line defense. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely um you know a top 20 prospect in baseball, but I just I feel like I need to see more from him. I don't know if yeah. I want to trust the bat just yet.
1: Dude, I will say I remember you talking about him about this time last year solely because he switched his uh his swing up and you're all about that. And I was I remember I was joking around with you. I'm like, "Dude, come on. Like really, like these guys switch their swings all the time just for New headlines, especially after an injury. But you were right; you hit it right on the head with him. Came out fantastic year, and uh,
0: got to give you some props there. Thank you, thank you. And it's one of those things where, like, when a guy's cheap and a swing change, yeah let let me let me in on that action. But um, once he becomes more expensive, mm-hmm. I'm the same uh, let me. Oh, wait. That's not what I want. I want dates sold. Um, once it becomes more expensive, then it's like, all right, if I didn't buy in early, I'm not going to buy after the swing change and the first good year because I need to see more because we're talking about a PSA 10 refractor auto selling for 700 bucks.
1: Oh, yeah. No.
0: That's pretty no. expensive.
1: I don't think I would take that risk myself.
0: A, a PSA 10 gold auto selling for 3550 Woo. 3500 If I just look up gold on sales history, along with Bowman Chrome, um, if we go back to, wow. Oh, that's gold wave. Let's go back to, all right. October 20th, 2021, 560 bucks. PSA 10, a thousand dollars is still expensive, but it's exploded from there. So you can see, you know, it's, it's tripled in price. That's where I say, all right, I'm out on this guy until I see you know, you know mm-hmm. until I see a second year of hitting otherwise I'd be selling all day long if Me I had. Me too.
1: But that's also another reason why I like to take risk on some of these younger guys, you know, with the with the talent, high talent with uh, that are like coming off an injury or something. If you truly believe in them, you can get some of these so cheap and then they could have one good year and like you said, like if I had a Pete Crow Armstrong of any of those, I'd be moving them at those prices because there's other players I like that I could do more, you know, more with with that money, I feel like.
0: Yeah, just find the next guy. Mm-hmm. Easy. I mean, not not easy, easy, but like you get my point. Um yeah. all right. Uh moving on. Jordan Lawler 15, Brandon Pat or Fat. No, no. Can I do number 16? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Brandon. <laughs> So he say his name?
1: I don't know. I just remember the the uh, Bowman draft when he was in it, and, and I was doing a bunch of breaks, and that was the thing. I didn't know how to say his last name, so I'd be like a Brandon poof. And I was like, oh, this dude's going to be nothing. And then he ended up uh, – I think he had like the most strikeouts in, in the minor leagues last year. And then in my head, every time I see his name, I just think about the the case breaks I was doing of this guy making, making fun of his last name, and then now he's actually like – Like full on legit.
0: You know what's crazy is like you. There's, I've talked to you about this before. Baseball names, where you see a name and you just like you're like, yeah, that's a baseball player, or yeah, that guy's gonna fail. With a name like Brandon P F A A D T, (laughs) that's a guaranteed. That's a guaranteed. This guy was gonna fail. In my mind, like I would never buy that guy because of his name. And yet, and yet, here we are. He's a top 20 prospect. And,
1: and it should is. be noted
0: it should be noted that at 14, Pete Armstrong is the last 60 future value prospect. And then there's Jordan Lawler at 55.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The, it, they always note this the difference between Gunnar Henderson and Corbin Carroll and Pete Armstrong is massive. The difference yeah. between Gunnar Henderson, Corbin Carroll, and Jordan Lawler is just gigantic even though there's only you know 15 spot or 14 spots between Henderson and Lawler it's mm-hmm. a massive massive change the difference between Jordan Lawler and Henry Davis despite it being 24 spots it, or 23 spots is much smaller and the difference between uh, Oswald Peraza at 40 and Edgar Cuero at 80 is even smaller um So the the ranking spot in these, like being ranked 40th as a 50 future value as opposed to 51st, like Logan Ohop or Ohopi at 50 future value, that's not that important, it's the more important part is the future value um, ranking.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up.
0: So so don't worry if your favorite guy, like, I just bought a Gavin Stone chilling at 59. I just bought an auto of him. I'm not worried that he's 59 because you could move him to, you know, 99 or you could move him to 40 and it would still kind of be a very similar outcome.
1: Dude, you bought a Gavin Stone after poo-pooing on, on my take on him when uh, on the
0: release day? I did buy a Gavin Stone and the reason was it was a good deal. And it was a gold shimmer go. auto.
1: That's all that matters,
0: a good deal. Yep. I
1: just I had to bring that up.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I do I do remember our conversation where I was like, I don't think he has a spot, but I don't plan on holding it uh past like this month. So you know I'm not <laughs> not I'm not waiting for him to get a spot in that in that roster. Um all right, so we got Brandon <laughs> at sixteen. <laughs> Grayson Rodriguez at yeah. 17. That's quite the drop. Uh Marcelo Meyer, 18. Brooksley, 19. Now, this is an interesting one that I want to talk about. Miguel Bleiss yes. or Blease um, for Boston at number 20. Very interesting. Uh, he is one of the youngest players in, in the minors last year, along with, you know, like a guy like Churio. In fact, his birthday was is March 1st. And I believe Churio's birthday is March four, March eleventh. They're ten days apart in age. Churio and Blyce, or Blyce, or however you say it. Um, but but Miguel, big time pop, mm-hmm. from a nineteen year old, six three, hundred seventy pounds, should grow into some into some mass there and. Did pretty well in the complex league for his first time stateside. Hit 301 with a 353 on base and a 542 slugging. Uh, impressive player. You know, there's a couple things in there that are like, ah, would have loved to see the walk rate a little higher. Sure. Would love to see the strikeout rate at 27% lower. Sure. But considering he was stateside for the first time and still put up decent numbers, I'm interested.
1: And going back to you know, some of the outside sources, you know, compared to not always looking at the stats. I have heard so much about this kid from so many different people like within baseball, like the scouts and, you know, going to Twitter, like how you, how you talked about uh, Jackson Cheerio about how, you know, you you just kept seeing things on Twitter over and over and over. Uh I've seen so much on this kid and I think he's going to be one that could really not surprise us this year, this year because they already have him at 20th overall, but he could be one that's like just explodes.
0: Yeah, shoots way up. I mean, we're talking about a kid who put up great stats, has great scouting, uh, has great scouting report, and a little caption here. Blease has some of the planet's sexiest bat speed and produces shocking power for a young hitter his size. You know what and then and then a little further down, this is one of the tooliest prospects in all of the miners, and one of the players on the top hundred who has a chance to churio, i.e., leap into the top ten overall prospect mix within the next year.
1: Let's go. I didn't even read that. I had beforehand. Yeah, not even surprised because he could be one, but also he could be one that just totally tanks, but he, he's a very, very interesting one. If you have some of him, I think it's worth the risk to hold. Honestly, I would.
0: Yeah, and we're talking refractor auto just sold two ninety, so it's not exactly cheap. A uh, straight blue non-auto sold for one eighteen eighty-eight. Weird number. Um, I think the last base auto I could find—I looked this up the other day—sold for a hundred.
1: Oh, really? So he yellow is-
0: auto. Yellow auto PSA nine selling for 500. So like, we're not talking cheap here, but we're also talking like base auto a hundred. If he Cheerios quote unquote, well, cherry autos were 400. So you still have a ton of room. That is true. A a ton, a ton, a ton of room. Oh, that's not the way I wanted to go. I would
1: love to get a red auto of his little color match. Oof.
0: That would be nice. That'd be real nice. So, yeah, so uh, Miguel, very, very interesting player and definitely the type of guy that ton of upside. You know, like Peter Armstrong, very interesting, but based on strength of defense. Uh, whereas I could see him becoming a top-10 prospect, but, like, it would involve getting to more power and this and that, I don't, you know. Whereas Blyce... Pretty easily he could become a top ten prospect just due to age, and same with number twenty one, Termar Johnson. Um,
1: he just got hurt yesterday. Hammy issues.
0: Oof. Yeah, he is quite possibly the youngest player on this list, or one of the youngest players on this list. At not even close to nineteen yet. Um, what what happened to him? Hammy. Mm.
1: Hammy string. You know, it's early where you know they'll shut guys down pretty early if on just about anything. Mm-hmm. But hammies, man, I feel like those just kind of linger.
0: I agree. They just uh some of those soft tissue uh injuries you hear guys get, it's like it never goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh real quick, Tamar Johnson. Base auto redemption, hundred ninety dollars last sale. So do it that way you will. An orange, an orange non auto sold for three thirty five. Um so uh, uh, healthy prices, but also Tamar, 18 years old, only 5'7", but gets to gets to power. Plays second place, plays shortstop, though they project him to be more of a second baseman. But a 60-hit tool, 55 power or 60 if he can get to it, um, and playing second base. Like a 60-tool 60, 60 hit, 60-tool uh, power uh, second baseman. I can get on board with that. Plus, Mm -hmm. you'd be adding into all those other good Pirates minor leaguers, and they're going to have a pretty good team here coming up if they can figure out their pitching end. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Who is number 22, one of my favorites early on?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Andy Rodriguez is number uh, 22, also a Pirate. You have anything you want to say more about him? I know we've talked about him before on yeah. this podcast.
1: We talked about him a lot, but the, the biggest thing that, that I that I like about him, um, he's going to stay a catcher because they said his defense is incredible. Um, But also uh, his hit tool is a 70, and um, this year I want to see if he gets in that power. If he gets in that power, starts him with power, dude, he could jump up like a Gabriel uh, Marino did mm-hmm. and a Francisco Alvarez. Um, But he's an interesting one.
0: Yeah, very. Um, And if you're looking for his autos, they are in Mets jerseys. So you're not looking for the wrong guy if you run into a Mets jersey, Andy Rodriguez. All right. Uh, 23, Brett Brady. 24, Ricky Teedman. 25, Mick Abel. uh, 26, Kyle Harrison. Run of pitchers in Brett Beatty. um, And Brett Beatty, obviously, in the majors. Curtis Mead. At 27, Diego Cortea at 28, Tristan Casas at 29, Kyler Soderstrom at 30. These are all the has-beens have been there before. Um, you know they've been on top hundred prospect lists for the last couple of years, except for maybe Ricky Teeman, uh, but he was on top hundred prospect list last year. Josh Jung at 31, my guy Owen White at 32. Real quick story on him: I was looking for autos of him going into last year around this time at the um, Las Vegas card show, the Mint Collective, I was looking for Owen White. I was like, I think Owen White's going to blow up, yada, yada, yada. Lo and behold, I run into an orange auto PSA 10 of him. Guy wants 400 I wasn't going to buy it. He wouldn't take any less. I couldn't leave without it, so I bought it. 400 bucks. PSA 10, pop two. At the time, PSA, expensive to grade cards with. Well... Owen White did everything I could ever have wanted from him. He went from unranked all the way up, or, or I don't know if he was unranked last year or at the start of the year, but he was very low on the list all the way up to thirty-second. And yet, if I were to sell that today, I would lose money. I would Ooh. lose a significant amount of money, likely. Um, and this is just this is just a uh, a nice warning for you all. I know it's it's also part of the the world we live in now with, um, with, with prices and sales. But, uh, it's just one of those things that, you know, even with all of my day to day in the sports card market, um, work, I still, and being in buying and selling of sports cards for a while now, um, full, like full time for like six years, um, I still fell into the trap of like, I want this guy. I find it. I find a nice card. I find a PSA 10. I just couldn't walk away. So I spent too much money on it. And like that can happen to anybody. So use my, my use my lesson as a, uh, as a, uh, lesson for yourself. Don't fall into that trap. If you like a guy and you, you're not comfortable with the price, don't pay it. Mm-hmm. Cause I wasn't comfortable with the price, but I couldn't walk away from it. Mm hmm so yeah uh, the, um on the, yeah on the flip yeah. side
1: of that though if, if you do have it, like the rare stuff the oranges the golds and the reds where you can hold steady on prices on a lot of those guys for the same thing where if there's someone that really believes in them a lot of times they'll be willing to pay up for them.
0: true which i did i should probably put that up for sale now. nowadays the 30 i i don't know part of me is like maybe i should just hold and see how he does in the majors and part of me is like i should probably just get like 200 bucks back out for it if i can nah do you put it up
1: what i feel like for baseball is the best thing to do is you have everything up for like a for a buy now best offer
0: yeah and you just wait
1: you just see if somebody buys it yeah because prospecting is so like so odd where things go like like comp like comps on auctions are so drastically lower than, than the buy it now is because you got to wait until someone really wants it to, to mm-hmm. buy it. Then, you know, wait, you know, if you send it to an auction, people are like, they might forget about an Owen White. And if you only have five to seven days of auction time, it's just a small, I don't know. That's how I feel with baseball only.
0: I get that. I get that. Um, and I, and I agree. I wouldn't be putting up for auction. Uh, what was interesting to me was that they put, Bobby Miller and Hunter Brown behind him at 33 and 34. Obviously we just talked about the fact that ranking spots doesn't really matter, but they definitely would have had to have thought a little bit like, all right, which one are we going to put ahead of the other two, you know, Uh and they had to choose some way. And so there at least must be a little bit of a nod to Owen white here ahead of, at least in my mind, ahead of Bobby Miller and Hunter Brown. Um, Because, because you have a group of three uh, pitching prospects all in double A or not in double A, double A, triple A and MLB. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong grouping and I'm like, wait a second, Hunter Brown was in the MLB last year. Um, So there, there, there was like a small, I don't know if it was Owen White because he's the youngest um, or what, but at least a small nod to him. I, I imagine. Mm hmm. Um, interesting to me at thirty-five, Colson Montgomery. I also picked up a refractor PSA nine auto of him for one fifteen at the Burbank card show. Um, yes, Jimbo.
1: Yeah, sorry, I wanted to bring up so him and Kobe Kobe Mayo are two that I have been hearing a lot about as well. That are ones to keep an eye on for this like in the beginning of the season because they could jump up pretty quick. Because I know a lot of like the scouts and stuff are keeping an eye on them. And I think they're just waiting to see them to continue their success for them to feel comfortable shooting them up where I can see those
0: two getting in the top 15. I'm actually selling a Kobe Mayo auto in two weeks on the, uh, on the uh, PWCC auction. There you go. Cause yeah. that dude has
1: crazy power, but he has like a super odd swing, like a hundred pence type. Oh,
0: I love hundred pence. <laughs>
1: but he taps into power where he's an interesting one.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I uh, Kobe Mayo. I wasn't planning on buying a Kobe Mayo, but I got a PSA eight base auto for sixteen dollars on the PWCC live stream one week. And I Let's said, go. "Well, I guess I'm, I guess I'm taking Kobe Mayo." Um, I'm actually kind of, I'm, I'm curious as to what his uh, also great name. Uh, I'm curious as to what his autos are doing Right now Let's see his last base auto His last raw base auto sold 51 There you go So I mean PSA 8 You can take a little bit off of that But I should still be able to clear 30 right And it's those little It's those little wins They add up after a while
1: I think he's going to go up though after this cuz he I think he was he had some injuries.
0: Uh, if I remember right last year or not. Um played in 102 games. Okay, maybe not. Ooh, look at that strikeout rate. 34% last year in AA. Alarm, alarm.
1: That is an alarm.
0: Um and for me, like would I like to hold Kobe Mayo and just wait and see? Sure, but if you think you can make money, there's always the next guy. That's true, and it's a PSA eight, so and That's it's a true. base auto. Uh, so yeah, so Colson Montgomery, interesting to me. You know, he was in 2022 Bowman Bowman baseball, and uh, now he is the 35th pick in baseball, and uh, he's. A shortstop, by trade, but I've seen some people think he might be a third baseman as well. Um, so we'll see what happens there. But for me, just a name to a name to keep my eye on. Um, he also played in Double A last year and did not put up good stats. A lot of guys that played in Double A last year that didn't put up good stats in their first try, and that is a reminder that the difference between High A, A ball High A, and then jumping to Double A is drastic
1: mm-hmm.
0: um moving on Jimbo if you see any names Cody Senga pitcher for the uh 30 year old Korean pitcher for the Mets obviously you know there's going to be there's going to be interesting to see how he does um or is a Japanese pitcher for them was he Japanese or Korean uh... now I can't remember I better look this up. I don't want to be wrong. Feel like it's probably I Japanese. I think he is, he is Japanese. Japanese. All right. My bad on that. Not Korean, Japanese. Um but he is at 39. It'll be interesting to see how he does with the Mets this year with their new, revamped uh rotation. They brought in uh Quintana and Sanga and Verlander. So That will be interesting. Um, Real quick, running through some of these other names. Oh, uh, Taj Bradley, 37. Henry Davis, 38. Oswald Peraza, 40. Ezekiel Tovar, 41. Kyle Manzarato, 42. And we keep going. There's just a bunch of names. I'm not going to read them all off. Um, If there's any names of interest to you, Jimbo, you stop me while I'm scrolling through. Otherwise... I'm going to mm-hmm. skip past a lot of these 50s and 60s. Um, one, though I do it, love that Carson Williams moved up.
1: Yeah, I, I do like that. So Brian uh, Brian R- Ramos, he has been on this list. He's an interesting one at 60. Oh, yep. Um, I've been keeping an eye on him. I didn't think they would jump him up that high up on the list, but he's I I've been keeping on. He's on my list of people to. Does he have autos?
0: Because I never remember these things anymore. Yeah,
1: I think he's in Bowman Chrome. Uh, but he's pretty cheap, if I remember right. But yeah, yeah like double single A, dude. Look at those look at the numbers in single A. 275, 19 bombs, K rate 16%, walk rate nine point two. Green like Auto. Up.
0: Green Auto PSA nine sold eighty.
1: Okay, so he his price definitely
0: jumped up. I mean he still was, green auto out of 99 for 80 bucks. That's yeah.
1: pretty cheap. I, I remember right, he was like very cheap. Like you could buy his graded stuff for like what the cost
0: of grading is. And I was like, what? Oh wow. Yeah. That's certain cheap. Do you do yeah. we trust the White Sox though? That's the question. No.
1: But you know what I do trust is is when we get into the season. You know, eyeing stats and all these different leagues, you can find guys like that that are so cheap that aren't on these top hundred lists. And mm-hmm. then a year later, they start to put them on, and then people start to, you
0: know, eBay their names, and you can make easy quick flips. Um. So let's uh, let's go, Brian Ramos Bowman Chrome, Auto, and we'll see the last couple. Fifteen dollars for a base auto still, that is absurdly cheap. Mm -hmm. Um, if we look dates sold, wow, first one to sell 52 bucks again, case in point, people overspending off of release. Uh, but back in September of, of 2021, you could get this kid for this about the same price. So we'll see if he moves up, um, or if the, uh, or if the White Sox kind of ruined the, the love there. Um, an interesting player, Carson Williams. So the shortstop prospect for the Rays. He was pretty cheap last year um, and an interesting name where it was like, yeah, I guess uh, you know, I could see myself trying to get some of him. But uh, there is some concern in that he's given a 35-hit tool. pretty hard pretty hard to become something really really worth investing in if you're given a 35 hit tool at the age of 19
1: yeah and as a shortstop like
0: now of so- course the shortstop part of shortstop is his defense which is good and he's got pop which is good but i would be lying if i told you i wanted to invest in a guy with a 35 hit tool because <laughs> everything else if you don't have a hit tool everything else has to play up for you to be a a quality major leaguer whereas if you have a hit tool then all of a sudden like you can grow into a couple things or or develop defense and it's like okay you know they're going to keep giving you shots if you don't have a hit tool but you have power and speed you'll get a shot or two and then eventually you'll end up the way of like a Monte Harrison you know where you just keep signing minor league deals Um, because, uh, you know, you gotta have, you gotta have, you gotta have Joey Gallo type prestigious power to have a hit tool that low and continually get jobs. I mean, look at Miguel Sano right now. Miguel Sano doesn't have a job.
1: Yep. That's, that's why I like to find some of the, the, like the, the good frames, like people with good builds with, with a good hit tool.
0: Because a lot of times
1: that other stuff, you know, it follows. Like it, it they, they start to grow into it.
0: That's me. Uh, a good hit tool and a great eye at the plate. Hmm. I love that baseline.
1: Yeah. Interesting one, Zach Nito. What's your take on him? Because I've been I've been seeing a lot of him on him lately.
0: Um. He's pretty expensive, though. I haven't checked his he, he is. He, as far as I know, he is quite expensive. I don't know. I just don't trust the Angels. Neither. Sure like I just I don't know. I just don't want to invest like I have no doubts that Zach Nito might be a good minor league player. But there's some sort of something going on where a good minor league player for the Angels goes up to the national or to the to the MLB club. Or you come over from a different team to the MLB club and you're instantly way worse.
1: Yeah, I don't know what it is.
0: Uh, it is so so like I get people's excitement around Zach Nito, shortstop, um, that performed well last year in double A as a 21 year old and uh, not the biggest amount of pop in the world, but has some and has a good hit tool and sh- should stick at shortstop. Like, yeah, I get it. That being said, there are a few teams that I I really just don't want to touch it all, and the Angels are one of them. And it's not that they don't have good prospects in the minors. You know, Joe Adele was great in the minors, Brandon Marsh, Brandon Marsh. But there's something, there's something going on, and well, I can't figure it out. I
1: yeah, Joe Zach Nito could be could easily be that one that proves us wrong because I'm in the same boat with you. Like I, I haven't touched his stuff at all because of that same reason. But I'm okay if, if he proves me wrong because then kind of will equalize me. So I don't think like that because everything else looks great on this kid. And I'm pretty sure they paid up quite a bit uh, slot value-wise for him.
0: You know, it's one of those things where sometimes, sometimes if everything were equal, there's a lot of kids I'd invest in, but not everything's equal. That is true. You know, it's it's just sometimes a kid is cursed with the uh, organization that drafted him. And for whatever reason, I am not going to want to, like, I'm not going to want to buy into a pitcher drafted by an or- organization like, I don't know, the Twins. When's the last time the Twins uh, developed a, a good pitcher? Joe Ryan doesn't count because he was drafted Jose by the Be- Rays and sat there for a little bit.
1: Jose Barrios, which was like 14. Long time ago.
0: That was a long time ago, and not only that, but was Berrios – was his best year with the Blue Jays? Anyways,
1: no, dude, I that mean, dude. His,
0: his, he had a terrible year last year. He was sweet with the Twins. I watched
1: him way too often.
0: Um, three fifty. Okay, so it was close. Uh, three fifty-eight ERA with the with the Blue Jays in his first half season with them was his second lowest ERA of his career behind the first half of the season with the twins of that season. But his lowest ERA is a three five two. You know, the Brewers I, I bring the Brewers up a lot, I know. But the Brewers had five guys
1: oh.
0: in the rotation in twenty twenty one that had a ERA lower than three five two. Yeah. Five out of five. And we're talking about the twins best pitcher they've developed in the last number of years that they drafted and developed. Joe Ryan again doesn't count. Um and uh we're talking his best ERA of his career for a full season is a 352.
1: I agree with you bro.
0: You know, so like back to the Zach Nito it, yeah, I, I I I think he could be good and yet I don't want to touch him because the angels just like I wouldn't want to touch a twins pitching prospect. Yeah. All right. Um, let's move on. What, is, what is our time there, Jimbo? I'm not looking at we're the screen. We're looking
1: at, we're going on an hour. Time okay. flies. We're on
0: fun. It's true. It's true. Um, So really quick moving on. I was pleasantly surprised by Bryce Tarang hitting 65th. That was fun. He did tap into a little bit more power last year. And obviously, they expect him to be a, just an excellent shortstop or a second baseman defensively um, going going forward. So it's like, okay, I guess I can see it. I was still shocked by it. Um, Evan Carter, Sal 67 sixty-seven, sixty-eight. Kind of interesting to me. Brewers, Texas. Um, oh, but yes, sir. Sorry, no.
1: I I wait.
0: Oh, uh, but the name I really want to talk about. Tink Hentz at 74. Yeah. Um, So Tink Hentz blew up last year with the Cardinals, and he has some of the nastiest stuff. They give him a 70 future fastball, 60 curve, 50 changeup, 55 command. Um, Like, he has as good a stuff as anybody, and stats-wise, he had better stats than anybody. He had a 1.38 ERA, and basically a 14k per nine with a 2.5 walk per nine in 52 innings last year as a 19 year old in a ball that's Dude. as good of stats as you will ever see in your entire life he's sick yeah as good of stats as you will ever see now the issue comes in is that he had 16 starts and only threw 52 innings yeah
1: they capped him. Right. A lot, yeah. but dude, I've seen this. I've seen the eye test with this kid.
0: Filthy. Yeah, he's he's a he's filthy. Now, the reason the reason I bring up the fifty two innings is because the reason he's seventy four and not abs- way higher is because of the lack of innings. And whether that be because he just can't keep up the stamina. Or if it's because they're just capping him and once he gets to six-inning outings and stuff, he'll be fine. I don't know. Uh, you know, some guys just can't keep pumping in 98-mile-per-hour uh, fastballs in their starts. You know, some guys just aren't made for it. And uh, so we'll see. But if if Tank Hentz pitches really well this year and can add innings and pitch a lot of innings, I think Tink Hentz will if likely be I wouldn't be shocked if he's a top 10 prospect next year.
1: Yeah, I would not at all. I'm same way. Like he's got the stuff.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's one of those like super low rankings and like his base autos, I was looking these up the other day. They're 40 bucks. Owen white base autos, 10 bucks. So you can see where people are already betting on that upside. Um, because we're talking about a huge difference in numbers, even if not a difference in future value. Um, people are betting on that upside and yet you know $40 for a base auto while expensive for a pitcher we're also talking about a guy who could who could legitimately become a top 10 prospect in baseball by just becoming more durable and adding innings because the stuff is nasty
1: his his base are at 40 yeah oh my dude see this is why some pitchers I'm not a believer in buying a lot of pitchers but there's so many players like this that a year like that are one year away from getting on the list like a Tink, where you can buy for like less than ten dollars if you just do just do eye tests follow a lot of the different counts on social media and like a lot of these kids won't be on the top 100 but if they're filthy like that you it, sometimes it's work because I was I remember buying some tink last year and I didn't know this stuff jumped up that much Hmm. oh my gosh. Um, dude, there's one other kid on this list that – that's why I was like, ooh. Like, at first is it, – Is it Colt Keith? No. I do like him. Shout, but shout out honest. to your boy. Yeah, I, I do like Colt Keith a lot, but um I think there's a lot of upside there. But there's also a bias opinion on that. But the one I want to say, but he doesn't have cards, which makes it a little frustrating, but Cam Kylier, I think this kid could be a top five kid one day.
0: Well, he'll be getting cards soon. Hopefully. A lot of these kids, though, like – we're talking Maybe, about we're talking about a first round draft pick. He's going to end up with cards either in Bowman baseball or Bowman Chrome within this next I hope year. So, dude. I have no doubts. Maybe they held
1: you know how they usually they hold a couple of the young kids for out of draft. Bowman the, baseball,
0: yep. Dude, if he's in Bowman
1: baseball, this dude will be the all time shoot This kid's talent
0: ceiling is through the roof. He has massive, massive power. And you know what we like to say, massive power in Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati means you have the most power in baseball. I right, Imagine this dude with 70 future game power, right hand, oh, bats left-handed. Well, it'd be nice if he batted right-handed with that short porch, but throws right-handed. Um, imagine this kid in Great American Ballpark. It's game over.
1: I can't believe that his hit tool is only a 45 because I feel like it should be higher than that. And I think they were kind of modest on that. But this kid, man, I'm telling you, this kid's going to be fun to watch.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where, like, I mean, we don't. they, They talk. They both do eye tests and also talk to a ton of scouts before they put these lists together. True. So, like. So like they're if if they're projecting a 45 hit tool, it came from a lot of people uh, talking about his hit tool where they settled on a 45. Um, but 45, that's close to 50. And that's good enough for me.
1: Well, yeah. Usually I don't debate on that because I, I agree. Like FanGraphs to me is is the most reliable source. So for the fact for me to even doubt them for this one time only. Like, I feel like it's warranted for this one kid.
0: Yeah, and and, and 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 again, they can be wrong. I'm surprised you didn't want to bring up, um, well, number one, Edgar Cuero sitting at number 80 uh, they can. like that. I'm actually kind of shocked that Jefferson Cuero didn't make the list um, mm-hmm. considering how insanely good his defense is at catcher. Uh, but Edgar Cuero at 19 making the list for uh catchers there I like that interested in that um but I'm surprised you do not bring up Gavin Williams
1: well Anyone? I was but but the so if you scroll up a little bit there's a few I know we went faster all of them so we don't have to go into it but I wanted on record a, f- a couple of these players Alex Ramirez is one to to look into I think that kid is great uh obviously Colt Keith and then you brought up Edgar uh, Edgar Edgar uh Quiro. those like those are the ones I I find very interesting, and to me, the bottom half of the list is what I get more excited about because this is where you
0: find the deals. It's true, uh, though not as much anymore. True. Like you know, Kevin Alcantara sitting at seventy four. His prices came out out of the gate hot, and then he got traded to the Cubs. Um, but he's still. Let's look up Bowman Chrome here. Did I. What did how did I? S- he had a solid. Oh, uh, Kelvin! I, I wrote Kelvin, Kevin. Um, Kevin Alcantara Bowman Chrome. Let's see here. I mean, we're talking about a purple non-auto for sixty-five bucks. You know, not not cheap for being the seventy third-ranked prospect. True.
1: That's why you got to a- find the ones that are. Bad. So you
0: gotta find him off the list now. Uh, but Gavin Williams. Why would you be interested in Gavin Williams? Dude, Gavin Williams is sick.
1: Indian or
0: sorry, Cleveland pitcher. Let's go. Do you still have that card?
1: Um I don't know if I do. I think I sent it to Grady. Oh. All right. I probably did. Um but, yeah, any, when we're talking about twins pitching that we don't like, Cleveland, man, I don't really care who it is. It's always worth worth a flyer, dude. The amount of talent that they push out is just incredible pitching-wise.
0: It is. And it's also one of those things where, like, take, take the placement of a Gavin Williams at 81st with a grain of salt because with Cleveland behind him, Gavin Williams could be the best pitcher on this list. It's true. You know, it's like it's like, yeah, he's got a bunch of pitchers ahead of him, and yet I wouldn't be shocked if out of all the pitchers on this list, Gavin Williams turned out to be the best.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, true pitcher
1: wise, because he's like a true pitcher. He's not like like a Tink. I feel like borderline starter could probably end up as a reliever most likely. Mm-hmm. Gavin's like that true Shane Bieber type. But mm-hmm. dude, it's your dude Wilmer Flores. You talked about him before I even knew about him. From Detroit.
0: Oh, that's true. Yeah, Shout out. hey, make list 82. I didn't even <laughs> see it. Um, mm-hmm. and then you got you got some other guys on here. Reese Olson, former Brewers pitching prospect. We traded him for mm-hmm. um oh man, we traded him for Daniel Norris. What an absolutely atrocious deal. <laughs> Half a season to Daniel Norris. Daniel Norris did not do well. Reese Olsen, you can see his stats here. He had started to blow up um, from a strikeout perspective in high A, even if not a ERA perspective. He had started to blow up and we traded him away. And it's just like, what are you doing? Why? Yeah, that's so th- that's gonna be the one that got away from me. Even if he, you know, even if he's just a high strikeout four or five like that's still more valuable than half a year of daniel norris yeah considering um
1: daniel Norris came back to the tigers the following year
0: <laughs> yeah uh, a couple other names in here you know sandy zavala always interested in him surprised he's not higher on the list considering he hit really well uh in a ball last year and then um joy weimer of course i'm interested in him 91st big time big time pop Joy Weimer is super interesting to me because look at these tools, Jimbo. 70 raw power, 70 speed, 60 field, and from all accounts, one of the strongest arms you've ever seen. But a 35-hit tool. But what's crazy is that when he was a Cincinnati Bearcat, Let's go. I was waiting for it. He didn't hit for a lot of power. People thought he could, 6'4", 220 pounds, but he didn't. Brewers get him, unlock him, and all of a sudden you have unlocked, after choosing him in the fourth round of a five-round draft, you've unlocked a top-hundred prospect by yeah. just changing things up to get to more power. Um, but, you know, there's still obviously hit-tool concerns. That being said, you have a really good defender in right field that hits her pop. Um, uh, I'm just – I'm really curious – in mm-hmm. Joey Weimer, because he just everything else about him, like we the guy we talked about before, Carson Williams, everything about him is tooled up outside of the hit tool. And like, I still think you could be a two, three, four win above replacement type of right fielder, depending on the year, without a hit tool, with everything else, especially a cannon of an arm.
1: Yeah, he's. Um, you know what they say. You know, bearcats usually do pretty well in general, because that's, that's what
0: we do. I have heard that. Yep. Um. The, um
1: so yeah. one other. So Ronnie Mauricio, I feel like he, his name has been around forever,
0: too long. And him, I, him and him and Marco Luciano have been on these lists too long.
1: Yes, but so he for me, I like ups and downs with them. There's a lot of things I don't like about him because of the swing and miss. But the thing that I do like, I I have heard this off season like in the uh, in Winter Ball, he just took off. So I'm not necessarily saying go after him because I know I didn't, but I'm, I'm very interested to watch him that first month to see if that transfers over. Um, but that's an interesting one. And then you know what? Not to jump too quick. You know what's crazy? Zach Veen at 95? That's I was going to bring that up. Wow. I think it's because – Uh, what I've heard, he ran out of gas at the end, like at the end of the season, like he just got tired and then Mm -hmm. he went to Arizona fall league and just like turned it back on. So I'm kind of surprised that they put him at 95. Look at those tools, man. That dude's, he's a lot faster than a 55.
0: Um, so this is where, this is one of those situations and sort of why, like me personally, I don't love the eye test. Because when I saw Zach Fien play live, I said to myself, that's a future star. A future, future star. And then you get these rankings, and um, you know you see things about him where it's like, those are great rankings, and then you see something like, Vien's lefty swing is still vulnerable to inner half velocity, and he might, remains in a liminal prospect space more than he is a slam dunk big league star, and it's like... You know what? What do I what do I make of it? Do I believe the people that see him all the time and what they think about a guy, or do I believe what I saw with my eyes for two games? Because what I saw with my eyes for two games, he was amazing in person. The contact was loud. It sounded great. It sounded different than everyone else's. The speed around the base pass, the taking the extra bases, the pass the routes in the outfield. Um, I played outfield in high school, so I am I am always curious about a guy's route. They were crisp. And if you would have said, who do you think is going to be an absolute big league star? I'd have said Zach Veen, And then you get to this list and he's a 95 and they've got concerns about him. And it's like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, all right, well, I, what, what do I make? What do I make of it? Because what I saw and what they're saying is different, but also I'm not a professional.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, man. What I've heard though, Cause I've, I've always thought that that kid's interesting. I heard that he ran out of gas second half of the year and it looked like it in double a there. The dude had 50 stolen bases. Yeah. In, uh, in high a where
0: I don't know. And, and, he, and he did really well in fall league.
1: Yeah. Where I was like some dude, it's a long season. You know, I always talk about like the, the things that we don't see in stats. Like it's a long season for some of these kids. And mm-hmm. if you're playing outfield every day, you're stealing bases. Like, dude like i couldn't i don't know he's one that and it all depends on price like i don't know what his prices are at but if his prices fall to an interesting level because after for a while there i thought his prices were too high and now we're hearing this i'm curious to see if they're too low because he definitely has the upside of like a corbin carroll base auto
0: 132 bucks yeah um, now you got to remember, Cor- you know, Zach Veen right now, twenty-one years old. Corbin Carroll, twenty-two years old. Um, so, like the upside of Corbin Carroll, what makes Corbin Carroll so unique is that he was injured for a lot of his first couple of years, and then just absolutely blew up. True. Sure. And so, like, hard to hard to compare a guy to Corbin Carroll because I mean we're only talking a year difference, and, and Zach Veen hasn't yeah i'm talking more
1: tool wise
0: yeah i I know i know i know it's just it's just if you expect price like i don't think we can expect price comparisons true
1: true talking tool,
0: speed um and then uh there's nobody else left on the list that i really want to talk about robert hassel the third did sneak in there at 112 um last guy on the list and i do find that interesting because Apparently, supposedly, the Nationals were offered either Jackson Merrill or Robert Hassel in that trade, and they chose Robert Hassel instead of Jackson Merrill, and Jackson Merrill is the 10th-ranked prospect, and Robert Hassel is the last-ranked prospect at 112. But he's still ranked, and that's important. I like Hassel. So, yeah, but if I said – if I – I could say any name on this list – and Jimbo the ever optimist would say yeah i like that guy mm mm-hmm. no oh nope. let me try it um, all right uh, you can't do what i talked G- about before yeah. Gordon Grace Seffel What? Gordon Grace Seffel
1: Yeah i don't know him so
0: uh, Cardinals pitcher he did really well last year the uh, the um the A's wanted Gordon Graceffo in the trade for, for what's his name, Jeff, along with Gorman Sean. and somebody else, Sean Murphy. Thank you for such a boring name. I always forget it. Mm-hmm. Sean Murphy should be should be a rememberable name. Um, but that is that is the list. We won't go any further because we're already at one hundred an hour and seventeen minutes. Um, <laughs> but a very good list. A lot of movers and shakers that I find interesting. Um But the two biggest inter- uh, things of interest to me: James Wood at three, Jackson Merrill at ten. I wasn't expecting either of those, but uh I am. I, I do like it.
1: Dude, now I'm curious if you can find a name that I would say not. Like I would say not a Pete Crow Armstrong. I would say Sell.
0: Really? Even though it, it all. But you do on like
1: price. him. I, I like, but it, but if it all depends on price. Like once that's I hear fair. prices, that's why I like. It, that's why I'm always checking prices on these guys because one the prices move up and down but there are certain players where i'm like like a henry davis i've never really been that high on him ever
0: well he was kind of a you know a shocking first round pick and then he was injured last year and didn't perform very well and hold on i said no you did you did all right there we go
1: You got one because I remember I was like, "Any Rodriguez, I think, is better than Henry Davis."
0: And I was like, "I don't know if this is a hot take or not,"
1: back in the day, because he—I don't even think Andy was on. Oh, it was a hot
0: take at the time. It's no longer a hot take. Yeah. So, Uh, Jimbo, final review on the Fangraphs top 100: like it, hate it. I love it, man.
1: I and I people that are listening, listening, get on this list, look through some players. We didn't talk about everyone and even the players we did to talk about. We're not always right. Uh, but I always strongly urge to, to do your research. And another tool that I always tell people is look at the prior years because they put up they leave their list up for the prior years. To give you a good example, not every player will, you know, will do well if you buy into them. Actually, Most of them, you if you buy right now and you hold long term, you won't do well, but it's all about that quick flip and selling at the right time with these prospects and not holding too long, but not selling too early at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, And, and I will, I will say if you're making money, I don't think you can sell too early on anything. True. Just as a, just as a aside, like the other day I sold my um, Jason Dominguez orange, orange wave BGS nine that I got from PWCC Somebody offered me a deal or a, somebody offered. I had it on the PWCC Fixed Place Marketplace. Somebody offered. I countered. They countered. And at the end, it was me making $150 for a two-month hold. At which point I was like, I don't need to take on any of the risk of him performing. I can just sell and call it a day. All right. That's what I'll do. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you can get money like that for you can recycle it. It's more of like the Owen White, how you said oh, I might just sell it for, for 200 It's like, nah, dude, you believed in him. He's been doing well. He did everything you thought of and more. Hold on to him and, and cash out at the right time and, and get that, that profit.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm not saying cash out and taking a loss, but a lot of people are like, I believe in this guy, and it goes from, say, a $40 card to a $70 card, and you're like, but I think it can get to 100 Are you willing to not – to, you know – lose out on that $30 for the sake of an extra $30. And I say True. you can't go broke by taking, making money. That's I all. That. Yep. I agree with you. All right. Um, one last thing. Oh yeah. 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 One last thing real quick. Next week, Bowman Chrome Sapphire breaks on slab stocks, whatnot channel. Um, We have Bowman Draft, a lot of Bowman Draft, and we have Bowman Chrome, um, which are surprisingly expensive boxes. I was not expecting that. Those things are up to like $340 for Bowman Chrome Sapphire. Um, So we will have Bowman Draft and Bowman Chrome Sapphire Breaks next week. Uh, Look for Tuesday and Thursday on the Slab Stocks whatnot page. You can go save those there. And I promise you, they will be some of the cheapest prices you can find anywhere let's go where as cheap as it gets um so thank you everyone for listening to today's dinging corners and jimbo and i will talk to you next time
1: deuces